0: Welcome to Smart, Fabulous and Single. I'm your host, Trisha Ann. Today, I'm going into the chat room where I usually invite ladies to share their thoughts, personal experiences and lessons learned in relation to this week's topic. The conversations are really eye-opening and we usually uncover nuggets to help us live this single life like a boss. So stick around for today's episode. And if you have any questions, email me at pod at sfswoman.com. Also, if you and or your girls want to be guests in the chat room, visit the Smart, Fabulous and Single podcast page at www.sfswoman.com. Ladies, welcome again to Smart,
1: Fabulous and Single. We're in the chat room today with Keisha and Kara. These are my girls. I love them so much. They're just so sweet and you know they're married, and they're going to share their experiences and their ideas and perspectives and lessons learned with us today. Remember, everything that we share here at Smart, Fabulous, and Single is about us becoming better women, better single women, and then, of course, preparing us for marriage. So tune in to today's episode. It's going to be great, and you know, get your pen and paper to take your notes, and then, of course, check out the resources. Um, today, we want to talk about highs and lows of marriage and how to navigate them. First of all, Carol, um, you're married to your Bunununus Andre, right? Uh, how long have you been married? We've been married
2: for four years now.
1: Like, What was that like, the decision to get married? Was it yeah man, I see this guy, I like him and I'm gonna get married or did it take time for you to process the whole
2: idea? Um, Definitely time to process, but once it was processed, it it was, yes, this is the guy and I love him and all those wonderful things, but it did take a time to process. I have been best friends for almost 15 years now. Um wow yeah and so it started off in our best friend journey and what actually happened is i was dating somebody else and andre recognized that he was getting a little jealous and a girlfriend of mine pointed it out to me that you know you know so that him getting jealous and so and i was just like oh come on give me a break that don't make no sense but um It was a surprise to him as well to discover that these feelings were coming up for him. And eventually we spoke about it. And at first when he said it to me, I was kind of like, okay, you need to work through those things because that's not where we're going with this. Um, But interestingly, as soon as he shared how he felt, something shifted in my heart and I didn't even recognize. And thereafter, it just kind of grew um, but we stayed in the friend zone until we knew we were ready to cross over.
1: Wow, that's interesting. I mean, years of friendship, and then all of a sudden it was like, wait, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what were some of the things that you had to do to kind of navigate that space?
2: Um, you mean the transition from friendship to intimacy yeah so we were able to navigate that based on um, just just our convictions i mean at the time when this happened i was very young in my christian walk and so i was still very my exposure to how to handle myself in a relationship was still based on very worldly experiences but um, Andre, having grown up in the church, and the truth is I wanted to make sure that I was doing things right as well. I really had to follow his, his cue and his guidance. Gratefully, we had a deep conviction that we wanted to ensure that we remain pure before the Lord more than anything else. Um, and the truth is, after a while, we recognized that the timing wasn't right. Because based on the processes and the maturity that was necessary for us to establish our relationship we weren't ready for it so we were having a lot of disagreements expectations were not being met and as i said i had a lot of worldly mentality um, based on how i expected a man to operate and those all of those did not necessarily line up with how i'm supposed to operate with a christian man and so it wasn't it was not very healthy coming together, and we recognized it very early. One of our mentors actually said that she recognized that it was it was becoming um a burden on each of us to try and make sense out of what was happening with our feelings for each other and so at that point, we just stepped back and we we pretty much maintained a very platonic relationship all the way through until he decided to propose to me. I mean, it was something that we always knew we were working towards. And so we just pedaled back and we maintained a very, very healthy, strong relationship and genuinely best friends until it was time to cross over.
1: Wow, that's an amazing story. Thanks for sharing that, Carol. Fisha, what about you? Welcome again to the chat room. It's great to have you.
3: Thank you so much for
1: having me. Yeah. And, and let me just interject here, ladies, um, listening in. Keisha is an entrepreneur. She's the owner of House of Clay, Jamaica, which um, is, uh, what would you say, Akisha? You describe it best, right? So you tell them for a minute, please. I mean, from my perspective, listen, you know, guys, I'm always talking about getting married again, right? Keisha must, must, in Jamaica. I I tell you before we say must and compound. She must and compound make. Fimi, she must make my wedding dress. There is no if and or but about it. I mean, her work is just absolutely
3: amazing. Right? So, how does that to say? (laughs) Thank you so much, Trisha. House of K is a bridal fashion house a luxury bridal fashion house. We specialize in designing and making wedding dresses and evening dresses. So anything for special occasions, but our specialty is definitely bridal.
1: I'm so looking forward to the dress. Hallelujah. So Keisha, having said that, um, tell me a little bit about your transitioning from friendship to marriage, before we even talk about the highs and lows of your marriage, you know, um, tell, tell us a little bit about that.
3: Well, um, Kavan and I, uh, we hadn't met back in high school. Both of us were, we had mutual friends. Um, so, Long and short of the stories, my friend was dating his best friend and we met then, but it was neither here nor there until um, I think it was in 2009 that um, I went to, went to a church to sing with JG Singers and he was there. And stuff. I did, I knew I, I recognized the person, but I was trying to remember what his name was. And then when I saw him afterwards, I was walking past and he went, Keisha. And then right away, like the name just connected. And I'm like, come on, like, what are you doing here? And it was his God, Godparents Church. But um, shortly after that, we started working together in youth ministry. And we developed a friendship, like seriously platonic, like no, no weird moments, nobody telling anybody that they like each other. And then one day we were on the phone and he just said, "Um, I love you and I want to marry you (laughs) when you marry me. Um, the rest was history Uh, we started planning our wedding from there I think we got married like a year and three months after that yeah
1: that's it so how do you contend with the fact that this guy is just your friend and you're on the phone and all of a sudden you're just like yeah sure if that's what you just asked me I'm working with it you know I mean how does how does that work (laughs)
3: uh i think it was it was pretty um it was a no brainer for me he had all these qualities um it was something that i was actually watching i didn't say it to anybody i think i only said it to one person um and that person was living with me and it was it was something i was watching but i wasn't going to say anything or do anything. And we talked about everything. I mean everything. We knew everything about each other. We had fun. We enjoyed talking to each other. And then he had all these qualities that I would be crazy to not say yes to. And the beauty of a friendship is that you are your true self with those who you're just friends with. You're not trying to impress anybody anybody are trying to put on anything and so we were able to actually just see each other at our purest rise um selves you know we talked about every and anything so it was pretty straightforward um I didn't even have to think about it really um yeah so <laughs> that
1: was wow wow thanks for sharing that so ladies listen now you tell me about how you transitioned into marriage, you know, with your best friends and the love of your life and, you know, all of this, yet we know that there are highs and lows in marriage. And maybe we should start with the lows, like, um, simply because some persons, no, I must admit, I believe in the fantasy, um of marriage. And I believe, I don't know if the right word is fantasy, but I do believe that we can get to that, um, that really beautiful place in marriage. And, um, the word isn't fantasy, it's fairy tale. We can get to that beautiful place in marriage, but very, uh, even with the mistakes and the challenges, right. And, And, and there are women out there who may you know, have this, this skewed thinking that, you know, it's all perfect. I don't believe it's all perfect. And I'm sure because we're talking about highs and lows that you've experienced the not so perfect in it, but you're able to navigate it. And that's what I want to understand, you know, you, you transitioned and, and, and now you have to navigate the highs and the lows. Tell me about the lows. Tell me about stuff that, you know, makes it a little bit difficult sometimes. Or,
3: or whatever, you know what I mean? All right, I'll go first. <laughs> so I absolutely believe in the, the fairy tale or the fantasy, as you put it. Um, I think for us, because we knew so much about each other, I mean, I knew going in that Kavan wasn't domesticated. I knew the things he didn't do, could not do all of those stuff, the things you don't account for, however, are the things that, that are very um, evident when you actually are living together and trying to become one. And it, it's very simple things. And so stuff like leaving the toilet seat up, <laughs> stuff like, um, you know, leaving the place messy or throwing down your socks here and there stuff like you spread the bed and the man jump on the nice nice sheet where you spread and whatever like those little things and so <laughs> um but those are the things that you you don't necessarily get prepared for or i mean you just feel like hey we're going to be married and together and we can just do life together and then these little things come up. And then right then and there you are faced with a decision. Are am I going to allow these things to make or break my marriage? And the truth is a lot of the laws in marriage are petty things. So it's how we react to these little things that will determine um, how low the laws get and. Um, I'll give you a story when we just got married and stuff. You know, and and this is the thing both people are coming from two different backgrounds. So, in my home, where when I grew up, my mother is very meticulous and things must be put in order and you must spread your bed and the sheet must. And when you put on the pretty spread and the pretty pillow, there and whatever, nobody goes in the bed until at night when you take off the stuff and stuff like that right so so uh he he just goes on the bed and it and it wasn't the first time or whatever but i'm like babe um can you sit on a chair me spread the bed you know and he he was like "I'm oh, my bed me supposed to come going on my bed when I feel like and whatever and it was this this um nice little monologue that he had and I was there thinking of, of how to you know my comeback and what I'm going to say, and I just remained silent. And then I didn't have thought about it. I, I went in the kitchen to prepare something, and I was like, "What's the a point? May I go really make one bed and sheet mash up my marriage." I was like, "Absolutely not." And so I, I believe that it's how we react to the little things. I mean, there are things that can come up. Um, that are harder to navigate, but I think perspective going in and, and constantly asking yourself the tough questions and asking yourself if what the norm was for you growing up is actually the best thing for for new normal now and whether or not it is worth throwing away all of the friendship and the good stuff that you already have.
1: Wow. Before I even got to Kara, you mentioned, Keisha, that there are some things that are harder to navigate. Like what would be some of those things that are harder to navigate?
3: Um, for, for us, the harder things to navigate um, came in when you start having children and then your husband is in ministry. And, you know, those hours can be weird, um, are unpredictable. And so it's, it's, it's a little more manageable when it's one child. But when it becomes two, are you pregnant and have a toddler who um, is demanding a lot and stuff like that, you need a lot more support. And so for a lot of, us as women I for a fact um, I was able to manage and navigate stuff and just balance a lot of stuff well there is no balance but yeah you're able to juggle a lot of things Um, but I found that I was very overwhelmed by the time we were pregnant with our second child and it was it was something and i felt like because you know we're trying to to work through this thing and it, and i felt like the communication was breaking down and i felt like none of us were actually hearing what the other person was saying so yes we were communicating talking but on one hand this person is trying to say i am trying my best and this is what is happening and i have demands over here and i'm like but hey, I'm carrying the weight of the world over here. And it's like you're crying out. Um, but um, eventually, what, we, what we've had to do is ensure that we are deliberate about not breaking down communication. And I think one of the things that has um, allowed us to navigate those, so to speak, in our marriage is that we always maintain mutual respect. We never go to a place where we hit below the belt or um, just, yeah, so it's, it's always a level of mutual respect, even if we're not agreeing on something at the moment. And yes, we'll disagree bitterly, <laughs> but it's never going to go to a place where I feel disrespected, even if I feel upset. And I feel like you're not listening or I feel like you just want to do what you want to do. And so because of that, it's a matter of um, persisting and having the conversations. And if you need to take a break because, okay, everybody's just upset right now and nobody's hearing anybody. And then you tackle it again when everybody's calm. We do that, but we try to ensure that Um, we maintain that communication and not going to a place where we just decide that, all right, we just never talk and never just vex and whatever. Um, Though the temptation can be strong sometimes to just do that and lock away. And we we try to maintain maintain mutual respect and we try to ensure that we we say sorry quickly. Wow, okay. Carol,
1: what about you though? Like, you know, for you, what are the concerns, you know, and how do you navigate them?
2: Um, boy, I really can just say ditto, ditto, ditto to all that Keisha had to say. Um, in all honesty, I really can't say ditto. But um it's it's very much the the navigation, navigating through the situations. And just knowing, knowing the background, knowing the foundation that, you know, each of us have got established from our family, you know, because that helps to inform and shape a lot of what is happening today, of course. I mean, the fact that we had our friendship and we had learned so much about each other was supremely helpful. I mean, I can't, I mean, he and I say it all the time that our friendship is really the anchor of our marriage because when we can't bother with everything that is going on in the marriage itself the 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 friendship is where we can always maintain that communication that Keisha is talking about because that's my friend right there that's my that's my bridging like so we can end up reasoning about the matter even as if it's an objective situation that do concern us because we just have that friendship. One of the things too that I find very helpful with Andy and I is that I I like to seek understanding in any situation and so whenever I find that Andre's behavior is not in alignment with what I know his heart is and when I'm not feeling like my behavior reflects my own heart I'm not afraid to table the discussion and so I'll always ask him you know how come you did that and Why you did that? Because I thought you would have done this based on what I understand, you know? Um, At first, he used to feel like the question, the the why was somewhat undermining. Like he thought I was asking why, because he's not doing it right or because he did something wrong or whatever the case is. But the more I I asked, the more I made him understand that it was just my heart to get understanding so that if it is that I need to make a shift based on what I now understand is his motive for it, then you know we can we can come to a place of agreement, and the situation will have to repeat itself because we both are on the same plane, you know, so for instance, I'm like I remember having a hypothetical discussion with one of my other male friends, and he was saying that him not understand why we always affair ask why and I'm saying <laughs> because we want to understand. So for instance, if they take up a teacup and they put it over on the left from where we sit as women or just whatever, we're thinking, okay why would I put it over on the left? Because when it's on the left, it's closer to the ledge, the baby will walk past and knock it over, it grey broke all of them, something there, so that don't make no sense to us. But in his mind, he probably put it to the left because probably in about five minutes, he's about to come and put his laptop on the counter because and so he's making space because it has to be on the right because the stool is on the right and that's where a better light is and 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 so there are all of these factors that he's accounting for that I don't see because the way that we process things are completely different and so as a result the why is so important so that we can get to Understand each other's motives and understand and get clarity, so we both can come on the same page. And I really believe that it's those simple misunderstandings that end up bringing about so many challenges. And if we would just, you know, try our best—I'm not saying it's easy—because then when the stress of the bills are on the table, when the stress of the children screaming in your ear, and you're on your period, and you—can I say period? Is that legal? <laughs> when, when you're seeing your period and your hormones are high and you're having cramps and you're bloated and the children will stop the noise and then him will come and put the cup over on the left when you know the children go broke it and now you have to go clean it up lad, you know i mean it gets to you but at the end of the day i really believe that as Keish said you know you kind of just learn to navigate when you have the information Um, when you when you know the background when you have right perspective and I too believe in the fairy tale I 100% believe in the fairy tale and one of the main reasons I believe in it is because as a Christian woman who is married to a Christian man who if we honor God and we believe that it is this God that we serve and give our life to then we are both submitted to the same authority And so for that reason, I believe that the fairy tale is supremely possible because we have something greater than ourselves that we have to submit to. So just a little intricacy that we need for out. And yeah, the intricacies get overwhelming from time to time, but I really believe in it. It can happen. Yeah,
1: I'm right there with you, girl. And Keisha was like, yes, exactly. I ask why a lot. Keisha, wait, you ask why a lot too? Maybe this is something I need to start doing. Trisha, take note. Ask why a lot. Keisha, you ask why a lot?
3: Girl, I mean, it's it's something that we've had to actually just constantly discuss and, um, Because like I ask for a lot and sometimes that's annoying (laughs) because he's like, if you want to tell me to take up the cup, just tell me to take up the cup. You're asking me why I leave the cup there when all you really want to tell me is to take up the cup because, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, no, I am really honestly trying to understand why, because it happens so much. And I'm just wondering if there's something I am missing. And I, said, and I said, furthermore, I'm not your mother. I'm not going to tell you to take up the cup, okay? I just want to understand. And I find that people learn or are more able to actually um, do things or change habits when they actually find the answers for themselves. And so I have a habit of asking why. Not just in marriage. I'm like, I ask questions um to try to understand and two um i i even if i'm asked for advice i tend to ask questions so that the person gets to the answer by themselves now if i need to actually say something that's different but i really ask why out of a pure you know trying to understand <laughs> what is happening here kind of a thing and i, I realize it's very annoying to me and i am so so happy to hear that other women are doing the same thing. Like, I mean, Cara and I girl yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I don't even know if we've ever mentioned this white thing, but it's so refreshing to hear
1: Kara say it. That's so funny. Um, and even when I think back in my marriage, you know, when I was married, I'm, I'm wondering if I did that. And I wonder if he liked it or not. <laughs> but i mean i understand completely why you know asking questions is important for understanding so that as kara said well, you've both said that you're you know you can be on the same page and 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 you're walking together instead of um in different directions you know but um both of you are happily married both of you have expressed that to me before and i see it for myself and you've expect, expressed it today um, for others listening in, what is it about marriage that's such a high for you? You know, um, what can 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 the rest of us look forward to knowing that yes, there's a Christian man out there that I am so gonna marry. <laughs> you know, and um, if we can work it out together, yeah, this is what to look forward to.
2: I mean. Uh for andrea and i i mean just as i had said before the transition was it was just a beautiful thing to see the nature of our relationship come come into what it did um and just just to know that you yeah do life with somebody you know when you when you have your best friend and you have your girlfriends and you have your peoples and you say, "Yeah, this is Mariah ride or whatever," those cool people say, <laughs> "I'm saying it's so good to know that you have someone that you can do life with." You know, um, just, just, just. Sometimes it's just the little moments, like even up to last week, he and I were in the car driving and we're holding hands and we're just reflecting and on each out of nowhere. I know that Kish says this happens to even her and Kavan still, where we're driving and Andre turn and look at me and said, Carl, we have two pitney. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just um being able to celebrate so many beautiful moments together. Um, You can't imagine how wonderful the experience is to bring a child into the earth together. I mean, just walking from the ceremony from knowing that you're going to get engaged and to know that you're about to enter this, 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 this matrimonial, beautiful covenant before the Lord. Um, that in itself is exciting. I feel like you move from thrill to thrill. You know, first there's the wedding and you're getting prepared for that through your engagement process. Then there's the beautiful day. Then there's the honeymoon. And I know a lot of people want to impose the thought on you that says that the honeymoon phase will finish after a certain period, but clearly we three ladies don't believe that that has to be so. And so I, I just want to shut that down because you choose what you, what you can have and experience in the marriage. Um, and, you know, while the sex is great, it's not just about the sex for sure. It's about companionship. It's about looking at the way that you, your dreams and desires and even the vision that you had for your life prior to marriage how it begins to to change and transform as you begin to experience life in a new beautiful way and you can cast your vision together and you can look at how you can grow together look how beautifully god has just put you two together to to walk in purpose like so many things become clearer to you and you say oh god so now you understand why god would have do this because i for me I, I love that I have somebody like Andre in my life because I can be a very serious person. And Andre is a trip and a half plus more. And he keeps me laughing. He keeps me relaxed. He teaches me how to relax sometimes because sometimes I'm very wound up and he's just like, okay, hey, you need for just relax. Or he says something to make me laugh. Even in the midst of an argument, he will do something ridiculous they make me laugh. And so at the end of the day, Trish, I guess what I'm saying is there are so many moments that you can experience together with someone that is just completely different than, than, than just having a boyfriend or just having a girlfriend. The connection that you have with your spouse and sharing life with them, those moments are heightened in a completely different way than just having a regular relationship. The intimacy that you can experience. With your spouse. Is like none other. And I would really learn like come again. And again and again. If I got the opportunity.
1: Wow. Then there are some great words man. <laughs> They're really making us look forward to it. You know. Key, what about you. Like you know. What, what for you. Makes marriage such a high and something that others should look forward to?
3: As, as I was, you were asking the question the first time and I was thinking, this is such an excellent question because um, it, it, it made me think and it made me smile from ear to ear. I mean, there are so many things and Cara said a lot and I just want to double down on what she said about that whole thing that the honeymoon phase will um, die down or whatever. I mean, shh. Oh, our honeymoon phase never stops. Just... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you. <laughs> yes, <teacher>. yeah. <laughs> but um, I think one of the th- I think, but but definitely um, what what makes. It's so easy to look forward to marriage, and I I also want to double down on the fact that there's a recurring theme of friendship and being best friends, and there's nothing like living with your best friend. We laugh about stuff. We are silly together. We just, I mean, and even that thing about you can't believe we have three children. Well, we had about we have three kidney and it's It's just really amazing, and I think for me, there is nothing like being so secure in your relationship and secure in his love. He makes me feel so secure and the and and it's just the the little things, and he's so consistent in the things that he says and the things that he does and and so. That, that, to me, is one of the most beautiful things. And I find that um, in, in order for, to, to, to maintain or to keep a marriage um, being something that you can look forward to and actually experience that fairy tale, even amidst challenges. I mean, all of us read the fairy tales. They had challenges, like, girl, wicked stepmother and all of these things. Um, They had challenges, but the the fact was that um, love always won. And I think that is the thing. And, you know, we we use the word so loosely and we think it's just this mushy um, butterfly feeling alone, but it's about two people actually looking out for the best welfare of each other. And when you get that right... Um, you cannot miss. And there is so much security on both sides because I don't need to build a wall or try to protect myself because I know he has my back and he knows that I have his back. And when, when your actions actually reflect that on a day-to-day, um, it helps you even to navigate the times when the actions don't really reflect what you know is in the person's heart And so you you deal with each situation based on what you know their intentions are because they are consistent. And I think consistency is key. I think mutual respect and just love in the purest form where each person is looking out for each other to the point of self-sacrifice. And self-sacrifice doesn't become this horrible thing when both of you are doing it. Because you're both covered all the time. Listen, um,
1: you, wh- what you both have described resembles, sounds like um, what I see in the Bible. What Jesus has done for us continues to do for us what He did for people when He came on the earth, and I think it it puts squarely into perspective what he means when he says um you know what's that verse about you know um the man loving his wife as christ um love the church loves the church and a wife submitting to her husband you know uh it's very it's very telling how important friendship is and how important self-sacrifice, and um, just looking out for the best welfare, as you put it, Keisha, how important these things are. And honor, clearly honor, because although you didn't use the word, I can hear the honor in your marriage, you know? And and I think that's what women need to understand, that, that insofar as looking for a man is concerned, and Choosing to marry somebody is concerned. You know, you want to ensure that this person is is a really great friend, as these women said, your best friend. And you want to understand him in order to be able to serve him in marriage. And similarly, that would be your expectation from him. And some of the ways to do that is the willingness to sacrifice and the respect and honor for each other. And the willingness to to just give up. Somebody said once, um, you know, when we're growing up, we learn all these different things. But who says that what we learned was right in the first place? Maybe we need to unlearn them for marriage, you know, as Keisha alluded to. So ladies, is there anything else that you want to share with um, my listeners (laughs) About marriage and how to navigate it because this is really very exciting. And um, it made me really say, Yes, God, hallelujah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, what about, is there anything else that you want to share? You know,
2: I kind of just want to pick up on something that Keisha said, it really stood out to me, and it, t- I was, it was gonna allow it to lead me into something that you just said, Trisha. Keisha said, with the fairy tales, love always won. And um, that, that's really stood out to me because I believe that that's what marriage is. You win. Love wins. You win when you go into the marriage situation. And the other thing you spoke about was the sense of security. And you mentioned honor, Trisha. And what I want to say about that is the security that you end up experiencing is just such a beautiful place when you know that this is the person that knows you he knows your flaws he knows your weaknesses he knows your strengths he knows your victories he knows your failures he knows and yet he chose you and he loves you to know that you have that place of safety is an amazing place to rest in and as you rightfully say. It likens to our security that we know that we have in our covenant, even with God. And so um, it's, it's really just an amazing thing. And the, way, the reason I not tied to honor is, in the same way, this is the way, these are the realities of, of my knowledge of my husband, and I honor him. That, that, is, that is my king. That is my Lord. And so this is who the Lord has put in my life as my husband, as my authority, and we do honor them. We honour them and we navigate the difficulties, of course. But there is a security in this covenant that makes us safe—safe safe in our love and safe in everything that we share. So I really just wanted to pull out on that—that that truly, love wins. Love wins, for sure.
1: Thank you so much. I really love that. Can you about you? Anything you want to um, say to our listeners?
3: sure definitely so yes little love wins um two things the issue of selfishness and the issue of always being on each other's side that you're on the same team and i said both of them so that i don't forget um so it, um, one of the things we do is marriage coaching and one of the one we, we spend an entire session dealing with the issue of selfishness and we realize that it is a big thing, in fact we believe that it is the root of all marital issues and so um, you were talking about you know um, your audience and just what to look for and finding and when the right guy comes along marry you a person who ain't selfish right um because that is going to be very important um selfishness breaks down a lot of stuff and it causes a lot of insecurities and a lot of problems and yes all of us have the little selfish traits that we have to root out in marriage but if the person is selfish by nature you better run um because that's not going to work a marriage cannot work if one person in the marriage or if both persons are selfish because though you may have one that is bending over backwards and doing it eventually they reach a place where they can't do it anymore and so um, there is no place for selfishness in marriage is what I am trying to say. And if you find that you have a, um, little traits that look like selfishness, you, you want things your own way or blah, 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 try work on that. Try to root out every ounce, every, everything that resembles it because it, it has no place in marriage. And two, um, as we're talking about navigating highs and lows in marriage, I have to underpin that you have to be of the mindset that both of you are on the same team, no matter what. So regardless of the outside influences and the stuff that may happen, because as we talk about fairy tales and the challenges that come, a lot of times, um, in marriages, the challenges that come are not inside challenges. Right? It, it's stuff that are external and we allow them to drive a wedge between us. And so we, we have to watch out for that and not allow it. We're on the same team. And even as we've been talking about knowing the person's intentions, So if they do something that might not resemble what you know, they, they, who they are, then you know that you give them the benefit of the doubt or you ask questions, but never let anyone or anything drive a wedge between you and your spouse. You're on the same team all the time, stand in solidarity and work things through.
0: Thank you for listening to Smart, Fabulous and Single. If you loved it, please download, subscribe, rate and share it. Then, head over to our website at www.sfswoman.com to access show notes and other fantastic bonus content and resources and to sign up as a guest. You can also sign up to continue the conversation in our Facebook group. If you want to share topic ideas, email me at pod at sfswoman.com. Okay, so thanks again and don't forget to join me for new episodes Mondays to Fridays. You can also connect with me on FB and IG at smart, fabulous, and single. And remember, what you have on the inside of you is far greater than your circumstances, weaknesses, and fears. So you already have everything you need to live life successfully.